0: All living in a world gone geek, it's time to geek card or go home. The website is fake, but the podcast is real. Here's
1: your host,
2: Grounded Geek. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode seven. Episode seven of the podcast is real, which in Star Wars time means that we've reached the sequel trilogy, which I guess means this episode will be Pretty okay, but a lot like the first one. But it also means our next episode will either be one of the best or one of the worst, depending on who you talk to. And the one after that will just be 45 minutes of me desperately trying to please listeners by calling back to everything they ever might have liked about any of the other episodes. And ultimately just making folks wish we'd quit after episode six. But here we are at episode seven. And uh, as always, I've got my trusty panel with me. And it's loaded tonight, folks. Loaded panel. As always, my good friend, Utah is here. Utah.
0: Greetings, programs.
2: Welcome. And the icebreaker question for this week. He's going to
0: make this up as right, right, right on the spot.
2: If you could travel through time, would you go back to meet your ancestors or forward to meet your descendants? Oh, wow. You got that was from the top of your head?
0: No. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was going to say, I want to travel back in time to right before you thought of that.
2: I would like to travel back in time and come up with the icebreaker (laughs) before we started. But I literally got that off the Internet just now. So go ahead.
0: That's fair. Um, I would go back. I would go back in time Um, because I was three when I left Taiwan. So I have no really meaningful memories of of my homeland, my birthplace. And so I would go back Um, because I heard a lot of stories and saw a lot of pictures. Um, But, yeah, I would go back.
2: Very cool. All right. Also on the panel this week, welcoming for the first time to the World Gone Geek panel, Aaliyah Steffen. Aaliyah, welcome to the show. Hi. We're glad you're here. Same question for you. If you could go back and meet your descendants or forward to meet your descendants, which would you choose? I would. I'm
3: <laughs> definitely the same as Utah. I would want to go backwards. Um and kind of for the same reason. So my mom is one of 14. Um, she originally comes wow. from Yugoslavia and uh, my grandfather is from Argentina. I would, Yugoslavia is no longer there. Right. So I would love to see what is going on, what went on during that time frame, And uh, yeah, that's and just cool. learn a little bit
2: more about my culture. That's very fascinating. Cool. Both of you had very cool cultural answers to, to go back. Mine is not that exciting. <laughs> So let's move on to the next person on our panel who may also have a much better answer than I will have. We have brought back one of our favorite guests of all time, Michael Nightmage Wilson, world renowned cosplayer. Welcome back to the show.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me back. We're so glad to see you. I thought I was banned.
3: No, never. Oh, heck no. (laughs) Never. Never. But you didn't pass the initiation. Yeah, I didn't pass the initiation.
2: (laughs) Tell us though whether you would travel forward or backwards to find out, uh, or to meet ancestors or descendants.
1: So I have questions about this.
2: Okay, <laughs> that's the thing. Would you rather? It's always like that, isn't it? Like you got what about this and what? No, you have to right, just, like, you just have to pick. No, but
1: like, can I change <laughs> things? Like, can I come oh. back to the present with like new knowledge, or is it just oh. for I got you. for just observation? That's it.
2: See now you've you've totally like sorry you've ruined my question <laughs> and now you are banned from the show. But, right, um, right. No, that's a good that's question. Our show for this let's week. let's assume that you're just going to see be a fly observer. on the wall, either in the past right. or the future, to see uh, that. What would you want to experience? Um,
1: actually, I, I gotta go with future. I, I gotta go with future. Um, I kind of the past doesn't intrigue me. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't really need to know 100%, like, you know, where I came from and my ancestors, but I do want to see um, what's going to be here when I'm not going to be here. Mm. Yeah, where where things go from now, you know? And, uh, yeah, that that intrigues me. So, yeah, I, 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 will, I will go to the future. You
3: know, We're what if was yeah, we are flying cars?
2: Then I'm just
1: going to sit around and... <laughs> twiddle my thumbs until I'm able to go back, I guess. I don't know.
2: That's the scary part, right? It's like, what if I get there and it's like awful or what It's your kids, Marty. It's your kids. No. And I am a fly on the wall. Now I can't do anything about it. And it's just, you know, that would, that would be terrible, but I would probably do the same thing. I would go to the future as well. I'm curious kind of what is going on there. I've done uh, ancestry.com and have gone pretty far back and it's not all that interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty boring. I don't necessarily care to meet any of those people. So uh, I'd rather see what my kids and my kids' kids are doing and all that stuff. That's what I I think that would be amazing. So this, again, as I said, is our seventh episode. We're very excited. And um, if you've been listening to our show before, you know the first thing that we do...
0: This Week in Geek.
2: ...is go over some of the cool things that happened in pop culture news this week. So we went through a bunch of the news, and this is...
0: Number 1.
2: It began as a short film on MTV's Liquid Television back in 1992 and soon became a regular show on the network that still played music videos at that time. Remember those days? Those were the days. But during Barely. those days, the world was introduced to two slacker nerdwells watching TV in their living room and sarcastically riffing on what was going on in the music videos and generally getting <laughs> up to dangerous and foolish stupidity in between. <laughs> yes, I am talking about Beavis and Butthead. This was a show that aired for seven seasons on MTV. It danced around a lot of controversy and came back, I think, in 2011 for another season. But by then, MTV had pretty much devolved to just reality TV all the time. So they made fun of that instead. And now Comedy Central and Mike Judge are bringing back Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) <laughs> I I don't even know what to say about that, but uh, I'm gonna see what you guys think. Utah, what do you think about using some butthead coming back?
0: Uh, I you know I don't even. I'm not quite sure what to think of this. Uh, they even had a movie, didn't? <laughs> exactly. They had like a, a full-length feature film released uh, in theaters. Beavis and Butthead Do America," or something mm-hmm. like that. And Mike Judge wants to bring it back. Now, I did see that he wants he's bringing them back as if time has passed, and so they're middle-aged Beavis and Butthead.: now,
2: I didn't hear that.
0: That's what I, heard. I I had heard that Mike Judge wants to bring them back. In, oh my So gosh. they're middle-aged beavis and butthead, possibly with children.
2: Oh, that would that is the worst thing that I can ever imagine. So,
0: so I'm like thinking, you know, of all the characters from from the '80s that I want to see in that in that frame, they're doing it. It's Bill and Ted. Yeah, I want to see that's happening. Well, this
2: I guess I guess this is the '90s version of Bill and Ted. I guess, but.
0: <laughs> I don't know. And, and and their show was so much about, like you said, riffing on, you know, the pop culture of the time or the popular videos of the time or whatever. So I, I'm not sure. I don't know what Mike Judge has up
2: his sleeve, but I I don't know. I mean, now, Aliyah, you were you, you were the youngest of the group here for sure. Um, and when Beavis and Butthead came out in 1992, you were probably like. Just born or something, right?
3: I was not allowed to watch Beavis and Budhead like growing up by any means. Well my at two, I, like, I wouldn't have let you watch it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not for two year olds. But yeah. So so you don't did you, you see it? And or? it just,
3: yes, I have seen it. I have i watched a few episodes. I'm going to be one of those that can say that I am not a hundred percent a fan. But I was young when I watched it. So it was not something that was like Spongebob or a fairly odd parent, you know, something of that sort, you know, if I watched it as an adult, I could say that I would probably, it would appeal to my humor now, but as a (laughs) child, I didn't get it.
2: What about you, Michael? (laughs) I actually,
1: I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I wasn't a fan of the show, but I love the movie. Uh, So yeah, the movie kind of made me a fan with the fact that I'm bringing them back now and having them be middle-aged and exactly what what Utah was saying, that like basically they were just riffing on pop culture. I would absolutely love to see what they do. Like even if they like did from like the nineties all the way up till today and today, you know what I mean? I I would love to see how kind of their, their, their commentary on, on things. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for that.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I was not, I, I could I could definitely say I was not really a fan. I thought it was kind of disgusting. I thought that they were it was the lowest common denominator of humor. But then, like you, Michael, I saw the movie. and for some reason, the movie was actually kind of entertaining.
0: It was, it was better than the than the. TV yeah, thing.
2: and that kind of I was like, okay, this is sort of I sort of get why this is, these guys are funny. Um, and then, but mostly I was just annoyed with the, some of the very dangerous things they got. And there was a lot of controversy that surrounded some of the stuff that they did. And, um, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm always on the side of, you know, you, the media is not what's making kids do terrible things, but that was what they were accused of back then. Um, a lot of those kind of news stories going on, but I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't much like the show, but, um, when they came back in 2011, they did. Uh, make fun of reality TV. Jersey shore was big at the time, some (laughs) things like that. And so I imagine if it's going to be something like the soup, do you guys remember that show? Oh yeah. On E and then uh, Joel McHale eventually hosted that. And then he had, he had a show on Netflix and they basically roast these reality shows. If it's going to be like that, I think I could totally get into that because (laughs) that was pretty funny. Like that stuff was good. And I did like when they made fun of the music videos, it was, it was pretty good satire. But it was the antics they got up to in between that used to just turn me off from them. It's interesting. It's going to be a new, uh, a new generation getting, getting a little butt uh, awesome butthead. So get ready for a lot of that.
1: Number
0: two.
2: Heroes in a half shell are returning to the big screen sans Michael Bay. Sans any live action at all, actually. Nickelodeon has announced that the new CG animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film is going to hit theaters. Hopefully we'll all be back to theaters by then. And will be distributed, as the other recent ones have been, by Paramount Pictures and is being produced by none other than Seth Rogen. It's an interesting team up there. Though let's not forget, Rogen and company's last foray into CG animated films was Sausage Party. (laughs) So there's that. Um, that (laughs) Yeah. I also didn't find his other venture in the comic book territory ideal. He produced Preacher, which on its own wasn't terrible, but as an adaptation, many agree is a poor adaptation. Changes source material so much that it's basically not even the same work. But uh, here's hoping that this outing will not be so. What do you guys think of Rogan taking on the Turtles? We'll start with you, Nightmage.
1: I love the idea of the Turtles coming back. Like the last CG movie, um, I-, I loved like TMN. TMNT with the monsters. It was like the 12 monsters and mm-hmm. stuff. that I love I love that movie. Seth Rogen, I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I don't know how he's going to do that. Because I I know he's going to add his humor to it, which his humor on its own is fine, but I don't want to see, you know, I don't want to see the turtles adopting that type of humor. And, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm a little leery on that.
3: Oh, I absolutely agree with that because Seth Rogen has tendencies and it's nothing against him. It's just his humor is a little bit different. And for, I guess, people that grew up watching the Turtles, you want to see that same energy, you know, kind of follow suit all along. So with, with Seth Rogen, uh, I am very skeptical, you know, and I think, the their previous movie kind of got some mixed reviews so you know i am interested to see what they're going to do i don't want to i don't want to push it to the side just yet but i am interested to see what they're going to come up with what he's going to come up with specifically
0: yeah i think i pretty much agree with everybody here um you know there's a soft spot in my heart for the original uh, cartoon uh and i love and i i have to say i really enjoyed the the first live action Movies, even the one with Vanilla Ice. Um, uh, and, what about Part Three, though? Did okay, you like part, part Three? I did not like Part Three, but anyway, <laughs> and, and and I wasn't a fan of of the of Michael Bay's version either. That, um, but granted, I've only seen half of that movie, so maybe the other half is better. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to see what happens. I I am a little leery about Seth Rogen. I'd like to think that he has the ability to respect. The, uh, the source material and not go too too much with his style and, and his humor I know that they brought him on because they wanted to make it funnier I guess but at the same time I don't know I, I didn't I didn't think the turtles had to be had to be that funny in order to be a good show so um so we'll see I'm I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot I'm willing to give it a chance but I, I'm not super optimistic that it's going to be something that I'll really enjoy
3: I was gonna say watch it be fantastic and we're just sitting and over they, here like roasting it Yeah, and then right. Well, I
2: mean, the good news is that he's not. I mean, he's producing it with his his production company, Point Gray Pictures, along with uh, Evan Goldberg. They they've produced a lot of the the movies that that he's been in lately, and including, like I said, the last time they did CG, which was the just god awful sausage party. Um, Just the trailer alone made me. It's so bad. (laughs) Um, But the writer is someone named Brendan O'Brien. He is. Behind neighbors, Mike and Dave okay. need wedding dates, which are also crude okay. movies. They so, are crude movies. So uh that's that's a little concerning. We're gonna have to see kind of where it goes. But uh um yeah, I'm hoping that they don't go that direction. I would love to see someone take the original Eastman and Laird comic books yeah. and that style and that kind of more dark and gritty. You know, I I always make fun of DC movies for trying to turn all of our superheroes dark and gritty, but some of the superheroes are dark and gritty and the, the (laughs) turtles were that, you know what I mean? Back in the day. Originally. Yeah. So it would be cool to kind of see them uh, take that turn, but um, they've, they've done such a great job of making them such a a, a kid friendly icon for multiple generations now, not just like for, for, for kids who grew up watching the show, but kids are still watching it on uh, Nickelodeon and things. So, it's they they can't go like too dark um, and 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 risk you know losing the kid audience and I think that's what Michael Bay was trying to get a balance between and
0: you know yeah sorry Turtles with noses just really crazy. it
2: was a little odd but um I didn't hate those movies but uh, you know <laughs> they were they were they were a little different but uh, yeah I think this is going to be interesting to see where they go Nickelodeon is producing it so it again it's not going to be super dark going to find a way to you know to make it uh very kid friendly but um i'm i'm interested to see it we'll we'll, we'll see what happens with seth rogan in charge of the ninja turtles
1: number three
2: i officially declare this summer the summer of surreal superhero season twos, three dropping in rapid succession over a couple of months doom patrol is on hbo max it just started season two i was not floored by the first season but that team and therefore, that show are just the kind of oddball surrealness type of comics that I enjoy, and it's so it's definitely off the wall, and I love that. It, but it also follows for these next two shows, who are also dropping deuces this summer. Sorry, season twos. Ah, that was a poor ah, choice of words. Uh, but both of the, both of these shows are so atypical from what a a, a, a typical superhero show is. I love them to death. And of course, I'm talking about the Umbrella Academy yes. dropping on Netflix next week. And the boys giving us their second season yeah. on Amazon Prime yeah. coming in August. Both dropped trailers this week, and they are amazing. Aliyah, I yeah, know that you're into the Umbrella Academy. Tell me what you thought of that trailer.
3: Oh, I am extremely hyped up for this. I cannot wait. I am actually going to have to re-watch the Umbrella Academy because I watched it when it first came out, and that was quite some time ago. So I need to kind of recap but i am very excited and it looks pretty action-packed and i know that's what probably what a lot of people enjoy and kind of keeps you on your toes especially since you know how they left you off on a cliffhanger so Mm -hmm. i am excited
2: night have you seen uh, the umbrella academy i actually i haven't and i keep meaning to
1: because i keep hearing all amazing things with about it um I, i haven't i haven't checked it out yet though
2: how about the boys
1: that's a different story. <laughs> so the boys, I am so, 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 so happy. And so excited for season two, like that. Oh my God. Those looks so good. Um, and I have a feeling like, I don't, I don't know who's read the, the comics, but <laughs> the comics are really dark and I have a feeling that season two is going to kind of delve more into the comic lore. And if they do, man, it's, it's going to be really bold like music, it gets like season 1 was pretty pretty dark and you know gruesome but it it just gets way worse i'm so excited
0: <laughs> season 1 of the boys was just a, a a tip a dip of the toe into the darkness pool that is the boys and and i mean the way it ended was a really nice segue into season 2 um and you're right it does look like just from the trailer alone it looks like it's going to be really dark and um i i, I think i see the Homelander from the comic books coming to life in a very, very um, visceral sort of way. Um, Umbrella Academy is awesome. Uh, I, like Aaliyah, I'm going to have to rewatch uh, the season before I dive into season two, because it was such a good show. And to visit that world again is is going to be something exciting. Um, it does look like it's going to be more action packed this time around. Cause the fir- I felt like the first season was kind of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very um, apt, very atmospheric sort of uh show but it was so great to see the characters develop and evolve right in front of you so doom patrol brendan fraser's best work doom patrol
2: <laughs> i don't know the mummy is still pretty well, good the,
0: the, uh, uh, you're right the mummy is really good and and georgia the jungle is pretty good too and, yeah, and like C- bedazzled and
2: his, let's talk about Encino oh my gosh Man. yes
0: yes Man, and you Bed- <laughs> that well bedazzled was not necessarily brendan it was um Elizabeth Hurley. Nah.
1: Um, <laughs> good
0: point. But uh, no, Doom Patrol is also very good. I wasn't I didn't have high expectations for it coming in, uh but I found myself really liking the first season, so I'm glad that there's a second season cuz uh there was a time where I thought that it was not going to survive and I'm glad it is.
2: Yeah, I am super excited for both uh, Umbrella Academy and The Boys though. And and what I what I really like about both of those shows and you kind of touched on it Nightmares they Uh, both shows are based on great, uh, very kind of good comic books, but I never, I didn't really like the boys comic book. It did get to the point where I just didn't like it anymore. Like, it's like, I don't like these characters. I don't like these people. I don't like the, even the good guys, nobody. And
0: that's the point. There was nothing in there that was (laughs) great,
2: but the the show has, is different. The show has made changes that has made it better than the comic in my opinion. And I felt like the umbrella Academy did the same way. I mean, they're, 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 they're good on their own merits. Do you know what I mean? Umbrella Academy, the comic is great, but what they changed to make the show was good. Like they did good things. And I, I can't stand when things change so drastically and then aren't, aren't, you know, or they lose the spirit of the original. We talked about preacher earlier and when Seth Morgan, I felt like that show kind of lost what the comic was about. It became something different. Whereas these shows, I felt like they, they were expanded upon and became better in, in this format. So I, I enjoy both of those shows quite a lot. And yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about with season two and the things that are coming. And I hope, uh, it, I mean, I hope it can keep some of that balance that it had in the first season. We'll see. I don't know. We'll right. see what's going to happen, but yeah, it's probably one of the best superhero shows on TV right now, but it is yes. dark. It's, it's gory. It's not, Uh, It's definitely not for children.
0: (laughs) Number four. In
2: 1978, a William Shatner mask helped turn the name Michael Myers into a household name. And no, I'm not talking about his stints as Austin Powers and the guru. I'm talking about the towering psycho in the jumpsuit that terrorized a young Jamie Lee Curtis and then countless other teens and psychiatrists for years to come in continually strangely disconnected sequels. Then finally, in 2018, creator and director of the original John Carpenter said, hold on, and pretended that all those sequels never happened and made a proper sequel, jumping in 40 years later and giving Jamie Lee Curtis a chance to go all Sarah Connor over Michael Myers. Michael oh, so it was, it and, was so and good. John Carpenter isn't done there. This week, he, he dropped a teaser in the form of a scene, presumably the opening scene, of an all-new sequel, Halloween Kills, and it's wild. It literally picks up right where the credits began in the last one, right? We see Lori and what's left of her family in the back of that pickup truck as first responders do what first responders do. They rush to the aid of Lori's burning home, but you're like, no, don't do that. Let it burn. And they're That's what screaming she's and it's just, yeah. it's a great moment. I thought, what a cool way to start this movie. If that's what it's like takes everything that just happened. And it's like, heroes are going to come in and do what they do. And it's like, no, at this time, don't do it. I just thought that was kind of cool. Did you guys see that?
1: I I haven't seen that. Um, Man, I have a love hate relationship with Halloween. So I (laughs) honestly, Michael Myers is like my favorite slasher. Like I love the franchise. I actually even like Halloween three. Like (laughs) I, that to me, that's part of the Halloween lore. But here's the thing. When, when I like the 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 first one remake (laughs) but by him cutting out and saying it's a direct sequel to the very first halloween and, and disregarding two and all the other ones it makes it extremely confusing as to michael myers motives and that's why i i i I, I don't know. I can't get with this. Like, I'm, I'm going to watch it because it's Halloween, but I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just not as invested as, as I wish I was. Like, I, I honestly, I wish it was a, a sequel. Like, you can even do a sequel to like Halloween H2O. I don't care. <laughs> like, just make it a continuation. Regardless, I'll watch it. I'm, you know, it's Michael Myers.
3: I got you. What about you, Ali? Are you into the Halloween movies? No. Not at all not at all i am not more so because i don't like scary movies and this is like something that i that's fair i have never maybe you guys can answer this question for me because i have no idea we watch movies for entertainment yes what about scary movies is entertaining i don't understand do you just enjoy the the to be frightened like
1: Uh, do do you go to haunted houses
3: Absolutely not. Who does that? No, do you I'm just kidding. I, I do, but it just like... <laughs> do, I don't, do
0: you like roller coasters?
3: To a certain extent.
0: To a certain extent.
3: I ride okay. them. But, and I understand you you're But you don't enjoy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I sound like, like a masochist or something, like someone that just enjoys pain. But... I just that's something that I cannot I'm just I just sit there you know with my fingers you know slightly peeking through my fingers the entire time um and my younger sister she's the one that washes it and laughs like there's like the people that she like her that laugh and then there's those people that like me that just peek through her fingers and just tries to has to watch a funny movie afterwards in order to get <laughs> you gotta, everything you out
2: of your brain. Uh, have to cleanse you the clean palate. Yep. Yeah. yep, I totally get that.
0: Uh, I'm I'm really excited. Um, I really really enjoyed um, John Carpenter's Halloween uh, with the old Laurie Strode and her turning turning. I mean, it was it was so great to see her turn from being the victim into fighting back the way she did, um, and it was a nice twist at the end with her daughter. Um, and I had no idea about the sequels, uh, Halloween kills and Halloween ends. They both, they announced both of those at the same time. And so John Carpenter already had a trilogy arc of sequels to the, you know, in mind already. So uh, I can't wait if it's more of the, um, if it's more of the, the, the second one, I guess now, not the first one, the first new one, then, um I, I'm 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 all for it. And I've heard that it's I've heard they've called it the Avengers of 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 Halloween because a lot of old characters from the original movie are coming back as like survivors from the first movie, from the first killing spree. And so and I well, feel survivors? like survivors? Well, <laughs> That's questionable.
1: I thought you I thought you were about to say like Jason and Freddie and Pinhead
2: were gonna show up.
0: Oh no, no, no. That's that that's an entirely different movie project yeah. that I want to see happen too. But I'm so. sad it's being delayed for a whole year. But
2: Right. Yeah. They are, we're gonna to have to wait till next October. That was the other thing that they he he dropped that teaser and then said, Sorry, you're gonna to have to wait. Um, but I'm, I'm a little bit like you, Aaliyah. I'm kind of the same way. I do like some scary movies, but not a lot of them. And so for me, it's like uh, the more psychological scary ones like Jordan Peele's stuff that he's doing now with us and Get Out. I found those to be really fascinating. Um, I'm not a big fan of the slashers, but I used to be, right? So Halloween kind of is more of a nostalgic thing for me. I, I, I watched the 2018 one because I... Uh, I gave up on the Halloween movies a while ago. Like they got kind of crazy. You know what I mean? I gave up on Freddie a long time ago. Or, uh, gave I, on, uh, say, I, the like I gave up on I was going to say all those
0: franchises kind of went off the rails. I feel like
2: I just kind of gave up on, and and I, I don't know, I'm just not like like Aaliyah. I'm not really into like the really gory kind of slasher stuff anymore. But when it gets, you know, kind of, uh, if if the storyline is intriguing enough, it'll draw me in. So the very first Saw movie, drew me back in a little bit because i was like wow this is kind of an intriguing story and then i, I was gone and i'm like nope I, d- I was dipped my toe back in and now i'm going because <laughs> the rest of them kind the of went crazy just
0: went gore yeah. so
2: when when i found out that this one uh had john carpenter involved again i was like okay now i'm interested and i want to watch this so that, i guess that's why i'm where i come in a little different from from unite Mage. i like the idea of this director getting a chance to. To do his own thing, or you know, kind of like continue his, kind of like if James Cameron would come back and direct a real Terminator movie, like not just produce or co-write or just you or know have his name pencil on his name in at the yeah. bottom of the credits, that kind of stuff. No, if he actually directed like a real Terminator sequel that forgot the other ones, I'd be okay with that. Even though I like some of the other ones, you know, it's not like a knock. It's like, oh, that would be cool to see that original guy come back. So, right. So for me, that's what this 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 foray into Halloween has been. And so I'm interested I to should, see where it goes.
1: I just like look behind me and I see Michael Myers. you got your doll. I <laughs> see yeah, your doll. staring
3: at that the entire time. They're staring
1: day. at me, judging me right now. like.
3: <laughs> One of the biggest reasons why I don't like scary movies is because when I was a kid, my I have a dad that loves to scare me. So he uh, wore a IT mask uh, and this is not just the only one it was also a scream or yeah that's it right scream yeah 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 ghost face face. yes and he uh went out one he would come to my room at very late in the night and would freak me out uh with the clown mask tapped on my window uh in the middle of the night Uh, also (laughs) Um, no
0: wonder you don't like scary. He movies. also
3: had <laughs> you my little live sister. in one. <laughs> he, he also had my little sister. After, this was right after I got done watching The Ring with my older sister, no. and he had my little sister. Has really long hair.
0: No, crawl
3: into my bedroom at night when I am fast asleep and made the same made the sound. It just same
0: sound. Oh. Yeah, it was oh, horrible.
3: No. So I just am not a scary movie gal. After that,
0: you don't have to go to the scary movies.
2: <laughs> yeah, you've
3: lived here. Then and i watched leprechaun as a kid i just i'm sure that <laughs> oh jeez
0: <laughs> that was so a- no lucky no lucky charms for you then. <laughs> no <laughs> number 5
2: all right many weeks ago we covered the story that ruby rose was stepping down from her role as batwoman on the cw show but not giving super specifics but it was likely due to a back problems exacerbated by some of the stunt work she had to do on the show so totally understandable but at the time they were actually really concerned i mean this show is about to get a second season it's losing its main star and this week we found out instead of recasting the character kate kane who spoiler alert is the alter ego of batwoman sorry guys if you didn't know that what? they have decided to create a new character who will take up the cowl the writer said they're not going to ignore the fact that kate kane is gone they're not just going to pretend like she's just not in the story they're gonna actually work it into the central mystery of whatever's going on in season 2 so her, her disappearance or her being gone, I guess they're gonna work it into season two. And I, I think that leaves it open for Ruby Rose to peek back. back in here and there as a cameo or some sort of reveal in the season. And But the, but it'll still allow this new Batwoman to take over. So the uh, current choice, Javicia Leslie is gonna don the cape. She's, uh plays the sister on God Friended Me, a show that I don't watch. Um, <laughs> But uh, I have, it was an interesting premise, but I have not seen it. And I watched uh, a little extended trailer and I saw her deliver a line in that trailer. So I know that she does act. Um, but yeah, no, it's very exciting that she is not, what? I don't have any, I have no other work that's, that she's done. Fair. I've seen that's nothing fair. else that she's done. So we can i all say a line. Yeah. I was like, oh well, there she is. She's right there in the trailer. That's the only thing I saw, but yeah. So it's very exciting. She's going to don the Cape as this new character. And, uh, it's something that exists completely outside of the comics. It's a very interesting development. What do you guys think?
0: Um, I think it's an excellent choice. I, I, I think it's a brave choice that they're creating a whole new character that has nothing to do with the, the, the source material. Um, I like the fact that they're respecting Kate Kane, and so she can come back as a cameo and sort of help out. I find it interesting that the character now is, obviously had a very messy past, something about maybe drug abuse, living in a van, um, made poor choices, you know, drug running, and this, that, and the other. So I'm curious to see how uh, this character becomes Batwoman and how she takes on the mantle, because I, I, I want to... I, I want to see that development. Um, it does certainly make me want to finish watching Batwoman. I never finished the, the whole first season. I
1: stopped a couple in. So,
2: What about you, Nat Mage? Have you seen the show? Um,
1: I have. I, I I haven't finished it. Um, I I think this can go one of two ways. I mean, first off, right off the rip, I love the idea of... Um, I love the casting idea because I mean diversity, man. Like that's a, that was a brave, awesome <laughs> choice, man. Right? That was so off the rip. That, that that was awesome. Um, I almost kind of wish though that they just create a, a a brand new character, not having her come in and take over as Batwoman. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Maybe maybe she come in as as I don't know, Bat. Person, something. I don't know, whatever, but just not—I don't know, just just not Batwoman. Woman, um, because honestly, like a lot of people who watch these shows, they love the idea of seeing the the comics come to life, and like they like to draw that correlation. So when you have a brand new character taking over this mantle, I don't know, it's weird. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Miles Morales Spider-Man thing, but different because even though he's taken over the spider-man mantle he had his totally own like story arc he was totally separate you know what i mean That you could do miles morales by himself without peter parker i don't know if you can bring this character in and and i wish you could bring this character and have her just be totally separate than than kane and, and batwoman do you know what i mean
2: i guess yeah i think i think Part of the the way the reason Spider Man and or Peter Parker and Miles Morales work so well is I mean Peter Parker was Spider Man forever before Miles Morales you know what I mean Whereas this is a character people just got used to for a, over a season In fact even right. the comic book is not that old right like or at least this take on that character is not that old It's only you know in the past I don't know however many years that that that's kind not of not even five I Yeah think. So all of that is still pretty new and so to just totally you know um, it is gonna you know, throw some people off, but yeah, I think it's an interesting way to do it. Um, I think I love the fact that it does give them a chance to bring Ruby Rose back to play the role without having to do the stunts necessarily, you know, maybe in a, she'll be like a mentor role, kind of like Bruce leading, you know, the Batman beyond kind of character. So it's like, right, so you could come show. back as bat, bat beyond. There you go. And that would have fixed beyond. it right there. Right. Yeah. Okay. That works. Yeah. Just As change the, the costume. Oh, no, that doesn't work. But here's the I, actually, thing. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, what, I mean, it would be really cool if, because um, I've only kind of seen, I guess I've really only seen this once, is if they introduce her and then that character just becomes so popular that they ended up, you know, making her an actual comic character. Mm-hmm. So kind of like how they did with um, Harley Quinn. Right. Right. You know, you know, introducing her in the animated series, she just became so popular that they just had to they had to move her over to the comics, you know, yeah. so that that would be kind of cool if that yeah, if that happened.
2: Yeah, it's very it's an interesting uh, development. It's definitely not something that we've seen before. Uh, they were kind of stuck uh, heading into a season two without uh, a plan. And now uh, they've got a plan. So we're going to see what that looks like. That uh, concludes our news segment for today. We're going to take a little break here while I try to convince you to support us on Patreon. <laughs> and uh, once we've done that, we'll come back. We'll talk some more with Michael Nightmage Wilson about cosplays and cons. And we're going to have a con conversation. We'll be back after this. Hey, everybody, we hope you're enjoying the podcast is real, which is the official podcast here at World Gun Geek. We hope you enjoy the website, worldgungeek.com, which is a parody and satire site of pop culture news. We really enjoy doing it, so we hope that you enjoy reading it and listening to the podcast. But many of you have asked, How can you help? What can you do to support the podcast? Well, most importantly, spread the word, let people know what's going on. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, share the tweets, share the posts, share the grams, whatever. All of those things go a long way in letting people know that we're here. People jump on these things and listen to podcasts mostly via word of mouth. So tell people what we're doing. We'd love that. Another way you can support us is by, in your favorite podcast app, find a way to give us a review. Give us five stars. uh, Tell people that you like what we're talking about, whatever. But if you were to vote, especially on Apple podcasts and on Spotify, if you were just to click those favorite buttons or those stars, that would be huge. It helps us rise up the list. It helps us be noticed by more people and therefore more people will start to listen. And finally, if you'd like to get involved in a really concrete way, we do have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash worldgungeek. We have several tiers there where you can actually support the podcast financially, even as low as $2 a month. As you know that if we ended up with 10 patrons at just $2 a month, that would help pay for one of the hosting costs for one of the things that we're doing here. So we would love it if you'd be able to do that. We totally understand if you can't. There's plenty of other ways to help, as I said before. But I do want to let you guys know about the Patreon account because right now this would be a sponsor break and we don't have any sponsors yet because we just got started. We're just getting rolling. Once we have a lot more listeners and a lot more of a following, we could maybe look into that. But in the meantime, we'd love to have your support in all the ways that I just described. If there's any of those things that you feel in your heart that you'd like to do to be a part of the show, we'd appreciate it. Most importantly, though, I am so glad that you are listening. Thank you. Thank you for downloading this podcast. And listening Because that means uh, the world to me We're not just talking out into the air That there are people on the other end Actually appreciating what we do Thanks so much for being there Let's get back to the show Alright, we are back With the podcast is real My name is Jeff, also known as Grounded Geek And with me still on the panel Utah, Aliyah And Michael Nightmage-Wilson Hello. We are glad that they are here, and we are going to continue our conversation during the break. I did have to endure a little bit of uh, being made to feel guilty about my ridiculous conversation joke, so I will apologize now for that. Uh, since uh, now that we're back, um, but uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. There you go. Yeah, but we uh, we want to thank uh, you for coming on the show, Michael. You've been here before. We've talked about your. Uh, Adventures in cosplay and some of what kind of got you into doing cosplay back in uh, the day, which was a Wednesday. And um, I'm kidding. It's always a Wednesday. That's why I've decided whenever you say back in the day, it's always a Wednesday. But you uh, you told us a lot, but there were some things that we didn't get to. And you and I have had conversations before. And I know there's a lot more to tell. And there's basically two specific stories that I would like you to, or experiences that you've had that I would like you to share with our listeners. And one I told you before we started and the other I, I didn't tell you, um, but I want to start there because I would like you to tell everyone wh- where you came up with the name and why you are Nightmage.
1: Ah, yeah. Um, so, all right.
2: Do you remember? I do. That's why I want, See? <laughs> that's why I want you to tell this story. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> do you remember? Uh, it was a show called on. Who Wants to Be a Superhero? Yes, On yes. Wednesday.
2: With Stan on Lee. Wednesday. It was on
1: Wednesday nights, it was back in Wednesday. the day. <laughs> it was not Wednesday night. Now, um, Yeah, it, w- it was a reality show on Sci-Fi Channel. And basically, um, it was hosted by Stan Lee. You would have to create your own comic book character, think of a name, backstory, and everything. And if you got picked for the show, you would go in the house. And it was kind of like Big Brother, where you're living in the house with all these other superheroes. And Stanley would come, you know, come on a video screen and he would give you a task. He'd say, you know, I want you to go down to the deli and get me a sandwich. So you gotta go down to the deli and get him a sandwich. But, like, it, the, everything was a test. So, like, someone would drop, like, a $100 bill or something. And, you know, they wanted to see, are you going to... Pick up this hundred dollar bill and keep it or are you going to turn it in or you know they wanted to see are you really that superhero that you you say you are you know and um I, it was a really cool show so it had two seasons uh the first season i just watched and then the second season i'm like yeah i gotta audition for this so i thought of a character and the character was Nightmage, and it was basically a cross between a jedi knight and dr strange and this is way before I knew of cosplaying and conventions. So my costume was, it was, <laughs> it was literally just like a black overcoat uh, with the hood and, and like a purple shirt. And I don't know, I, like I, one day I actually would like to sit down and actually redo the costume, like with the knowledge I have now. But um, I actually I got to be an alternate, so I auditioned. I got called back for another audition. I got to be an alternate for the show. Um, obviously I didn't make the show, but uh, a couple years went by. And then when I got into cosplaying, I already had this Facebook page of Nightmage because I had started doing like small um, like YouTube videos, like little two minute videos of the character. And um, when I started cosplaying, I just, I don't know, I just started uploading my costumes to that page and it caught on and so i, I just it just, i just ran with Nightmage. that's and
2: that's it did you ever see that show guys utah Elia. oh yeah i remember that I, I
0: anything that involved stan lee i was like what huh what? 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 <laughs> so so like as soon as i heard that stan lee was involved with that show i'm like hitting the set in the dvr or you know to record it in case i missed it um but uh yeah it, like like night said it was basically a reality show where people have to act like the
2: superheroes they want to be. And it would yeah. be pretty awesome to see John. <laughs> I know. Right. And and see, that was news to me that it even had a second season. I didn't know there yeah. was a second season. I thought yeah. I, I, uh, I, re- I watched the first season uh, religiously. I was definitely into that. I was rooting for characters. Um, I was rooting for Fat Mama. She was my favorite one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she she was, she was, she had like donut powers and would grow by 12, you know, like, uh, yep. 12 times. I think it said. um, but yeah, there was, uh, just so people, and, and Aaliyah, you, I think you were, you, you haven't seen it, right? I think you were shaking. Your no, I
3: have not. Yes.
2: Here, here are some of the superheroes that you missed out on. So, uh, feedback was like a video game, uh, guy right i think he had like controllers on his wrists or stuff yeah um that mama was uh uh she had a donut like tutu that she wore <laughs> and was like his big uh donut powered and she could grow really big. she couldn't actually grow really big but that was like supposed to be her power um major victory comic. uh lemuria creature ty ty veculus i remember that guy oh i remember him. Um, yeah. monkey woman uh the iron enforcer this one's great Cell phone girl, <laughs> uh, nitro g levity and roadie art. But Rodyart. he was he ended up being uh the the plant, he was the spy for Stanley, oh, right? He was not yes. an actual contestant, yeah, he was, he was yes, there to right. kind he of was like the mole. Yeah. he was a villain that had uh infiltrated and tried to mess up the 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 challenges that the superheroes that's right. Yeah,
0: who won? Who, who won the first season?
2: I Do don't remember. Know?
1: Um,
0: uh, it was feedback. It was feedback. Yeah, yeah. It was. It king I remember Fat Mama being down, like in the finals or something. But she was, was. It sure.
2: was up. Against, it was her and feedback. It looks like, if I'm reading this correctly, okay. in the finals. So very yeah. interesting.
1: Actually, it was se- the second season. It was. Um. It's actually. I became friends with the guy who won, uh, Jared Crippen, and uh, he, in real life, he was a um, Austin Austin PD police officer, oh. and um his character was the diffuser, which was, he was basically like, I guess he was, he was a cop and he, yeah, I know he was a cop playing a cop, but he also um, could like detect bombs and, and oh. other stuff. It so was like, kind of pretty cool.
0: I'm like imagining so, like uh, a, a lower key Punisher, <laughs> except, you know, like Punisher is a vigilante that takes it, Beyond the law, whereas Diffuser takes it right
1: up to that line. Yeah, yeah. And it's also
0: really good with bombs.
1: <laughs> I do have a funny story with with uh, with that though. So when I was filming my initial audition tape, <sighs> so I was doing it in my <laughs> I was doing it in my backyard, and I I was living in an apartment at the time, and I just had like a little small porch, and I had a um I had a fire pit. So I thought it'd be cool to like have the fire pit going and like I'm standing in front of the fire and you know oh, this no. like smoke fills around me and stuff. So no. So I'm doing that. I'm doing my filming and stuff and then probably about thirty minutes later there's a knock on the door and the fire department's there, the police department's there. <laughs> Are you in costume? <laughs> I'm in costume. And if you remember what I told you my costume looked like, it's basically just a black trench coat with the hood, the hood. So, so they're like what's going on so i told them what's going on and um they're like yeah well okay that makes sense i guess well the, the person who called it in they said i don't know what's going on but it looks like there's a kkk rally all i see is all i see is just smoke and there's this guy the big hood and he's just standing there and there's, just, there's fire i was like yeah, I don't think you belong to the KKK, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Now, so yeah.
2: Now, not not everyone in our audience might know that in real life you are in real life uh, you are in law enforcement. So yes. Were you yeah. in law enforcement then too? Like were these, I was. Were these colleagues that
1: came <laughs> to check on you, or um, they? They are colleagues. I didn't know the one guy, um, but yeah, that's that just that happens, man. <laughs> it happens. I-
2: So I got to ask you, so did you, you said that you you met the diffuser and you know him now, right? Um, Uh Jared Crippen. Um, Did you meet him during the, like the audition period or you just met Uh, him later on or. I
1: met him later on actually. So the funny thing was um, I didn't meet really pretty much any of the cast. They were just, I was just told like, Hey, be on standby. Like I was like a sixth standby. So just be ready to go get a, Phone call. You need to be in Florida. I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, when I got into cosplaying, um, one of the first shows I started guesting at was Wizard World, and at the time, Jared was—he um, was like basically like Wizard World's announcer for like their costume contest. He was—he was their host basically. Okay. okay. And so, you know, I met him through that, and it was just—I'm like. Oh my! That's like oh, it's just cool. Like you know, I I it's it's cool doing something and then um kind of being a part of that world, you know, sure. later on. And um yeah, and then I, I I knew he was a cop, but I didn't know. I I thought it was kind of I thought he was like part time or something, but now he was like literally like full time, you know. And so we kind of hit it off with that too, and he's a really cool dude. Really cool dude.
2: Now I'm gonna throw a wrench in this. Um, do you think the reason that you didn't get it was because they already had a cop on the on the cast?
1: I never thought about that. Thanks. Now I'm just gonna <laughs> keep thinking about that. On no, no, I don't. No. no.
2: I'm trying to draw a wedge between the diffuser and Nightmage. I want to see this. I want to see this epic battle occur at the next uh, Wizard World. Winning. No, I'm. kidding. Oh my gosh, you're
0: like you're the, you're the Baron and the uh, against the Avengers. <laughs> It's
2: terrible, that's right. Terrible. Yeah. I'm trying to draw, drive a wedge. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I think that's a great. I love that story. I love that that you um, kind of and and that was all before you were even in the cosplay. But that that was kind of like yeah. a, a little bit of the the bug probably came from. Uh, and that's
1: actually uh, it's funny because like once I got into cosplay too, there's a lot of people who audition. And um, a lot of people who audition are actually part of, like, the real-life superhero movements. Mm. Um, and when I, you know, got on Facebook and, like, my names kind of started getting out there, they're like, hey, hey, are y- did you try out for Who Wants to Be a Superhero? I'm like, yeah, that was me, man. And he was like, oh, man, I don't recognize you. Like, You know, and so it just, it's,
2: it's kind of cool reconnecting
1: in that type of way, too.
2: Yeah, and and kind of considering where cosplay has come, I feel like it's, uh, we're at like a new level with some of the the costumes that people are putting together and things like that now uh, compared to, you know, maybe a decade ago or whatever, like except for the fact that we don't have Stan Lee anymore, which is very sad, obviously. R.I.P. How cool would it be to like bring that show back? Right. Cause that would, I feel like this is the perfect time to do it. Cause uh, what was that? I can't remember if it was sci-fi, but they had the, the, the makeup contest show. Um, oh, that, right. was off. Face off face that was pretty good face off. It was really good. Um, and then that a spun off from that was a, like a set design one that was actually kind of interesting. I think it only went like one season, but it was all these oh. like people finally like recognizing the creative efforts of, of people who aren't necessarily in Hollywood yet, but have been developing these types of skills through cosplay. Right. I mean, a lot of these makeup artists just wanted to, you know, I've just been doing it on their neighbors and friends and, and themselves, and uh, I would. I think that this is the perfect time to bring that show back. I don't know who would host it. But... Well, they they
1: had um the the Heroes of Cosplay show, which was that was kind of more reality show type um, deal. But then they also had Cosplay Melee, which was basically like uh, Face Off, mm-hmm. but with cosplay with making actual you know making full costumes and right, stuff. I was right. actually I was I was going to be a judge on the show and um, I got beat out by uh, Leanna Vamp,
0: mm. and, which, oh, I mean, she's, okay. she's awesome.
1: She's awesome. She, she's awesome. Um, but, yeah, so that show was actually really cool. They had two seasons of that. Um, I, I actually I think that if, if, if the whole COVID thing wasn't going on, there were some other shows that were planned, but, you know.
2: We'll see. COVID. Yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe... Maybe then in, in the next year curse you COVID nineteen. Right. So whenever I introduce you, I always say world renowned uh, because you are. You have traveled the world uh, as a cosplayer. I think that's pretty exciting. Um, tell us where you've been. Where Where in the world is Nightmage <laughs> Or has Nightmage been <laughs> because of his desire to wear costumes? And, where's it taking? you
1: <laughs> It's taking me a lot, man. Um, I. Like, every, everywhere I go, I always have to kind of sit down like, I'm here because I, I like to dress up in spandex. Like, <laughs> it's just it's so odd. But, no, um, I've been to the Middle East. I've I, Actually, the Middle East, I've done a lot there. Um, a lot of their first-time shows, whether it's, like, for, like, a gaming show like League of Legends or a Comic-Con. Um, I've done a lot of their firsts. So, mm-hmm. actually, I have a weird huge following over there. It's kind of odd. Um, uh, Middle East, uh, Ireland, um, uh, Barbados, um, of course, Canada.
2: Uh, Canada well, doesn't I, count.
1: <laughs> Canada, Canada oh, doesn't count. Oh, come odd. on. No.
2: no, I mean, it counts as being, but it's basically like, it's it's basically like going, you know. It's, it's technically international travel. It is technically. Uh, technically. yeah. It is. If I can, if I can, if I can get there can drive in just there, a couple yeah. of hours, <laughs> then it doesn't feel f- uh, far enough away. I'm sorry. No, I'm just joking. I can't. I, it's not a knock on Canada. I'm just saying. It's like, it's like if I went there. I've been there. I've been. I drove across the bridge from uh, Michigan, uh, Detroit, <laughs> yeah. right in Michigan, yep, 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 to get yep, over there, right. and I ate at Taco Bell. <laughs> But I, uh, because I wanted to have Taco Bell in Canada, I wanted to see what that was like. And the only thing that was different is they had French fries, which was very strange. We had French fries? And all the ketchup packets were in French.
0: Well, you know. No, no, no Canadian, like actual
2: French fr- fries, not the, the seasoned fries they have at Taco Bell now. But like, and this was years ago. French? This, was, this was like a decade or more ago. This was forever ago. I mean, Canada used to be a French colony. That's not surprising, Jeff. Uh, I guess not, right? But they're not, <laughs> French fries aren't actually French, though. So let's be honest. Oh, fine. The, all the ketchup packets yeah. were in French, though. Really? Yeah. It was it, how, wait, how long ago was this? This Oh gosh, it was um I was in college, so we won't go there. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know um, when that was.
2: Let's just say it was around the time Aliyah was born probably. <laughs> uh, I was born in 94. That's about right. Okay, so uh it was so a little before that. A little before. That. <laughs> yeah. So it was a long time ago. But tell us about that, because I, I I, mean, you know, we call I call this show World Gone Geek because I am a firm believer that geeks are everywhere and everyone is a geek about something, even if it's not um, cosplay, even if it's not movies, if it's not television, if it's not whatever. Um, if you're a fan of sports, you're a sports geek, right? If you're into fantasy football, then you're into uh, sports related Dungeons and Dragons. That's all you are. You're still a geek, right? You still can quote the stats from how many times that guy has fumbled when it rains in a team that starts with W. If you can do that, then you are a geek. I'm sorry. That's true. We're all geeks about something. And that's great. That's just what we all share in common. I think that's great. And so you have traveled the world and seen that that's true, right?
1: It's absolutely true. Like, um, no matter where you go, to me, I always call like conventions – just like a big family reunion, like you, you know, as soon as you see someone, whether you know it's a it's a cosplay you recognize or you admire, or you know you're you're in line, you meet your favorite actor, you're you're bonding about something, you know, and that that's one thing about the uh, conventions now. They're not just comic book conventions; they're pop culture conventions. So they're mm-hmm. encompassing the entire culture, you know. So so I, I love that. Um, but yeah, like you said, there, you're, you're a geek about something and, and that, that's, that's the beauty. Like literally there hasn't been anywhere I've been where, um, I felt out of place or kind of, uh, you know what I mean? Um, like the, the, the entire, which is,
2: which is hilarious to say because you're probably wearing spandex and, uh, a wig and, and you've never felt out of place. That's what's amazing yeah, about water. this culture.
1: It's like um it's like when you are a kid and you put sunglasses on. And you know you you kinda of put the costume on and you're like you're invisible now. You 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 really become some somebody like Big different. Daddy. So you're you're able to like you like Big Daddy. Exactly. <laughs> and and oh, that made me lose my training. <laughs> <laughs> choo <Choo-choo>. choo <laughs> But oh uh, yeah, so I always say also like um, conventions and just the cosplay community and it's like, um, it's a very social hobby, but full of socially awkward people. (laughs) And so that's why we kind of all understand and get each other. We all feel safe around each other. We all feel like it's our safe zone. Like we can be be ourselves. There's no judgment. There's, you know, it's just, it's, there's, there's, there's honestly, there's nothing like like the whole like convention geek scene. Like to me, it's just, it's something really special. And so where, and that that's around the world around all around. And where have you been in the middle East? Um, so the very first time I went, I uh, was going, I went to Kuwait. So I've been to Kuwait twice. I've been to Riyadh. Um, I've been to Jeddah and, um,
2: Wait, and each time, ta- Jeddah isn't you been that to Jetta? isn't that where that's uh, a Star Wars they met planet. Saw Gerrera and uh, oh. <laughs> Ro- and Rogue One?
0: Were you in was it were you at Jeddah before
1: or after they blew it up? <laughs> I, that was before they blew it up.
0: Okay, thank goodness.
2: <laughs> is that is it really the same name that that Rogue One like or is it spelled differently? It's
1: I think it's spelled differently. Okay,
2: that's funny, yeah. interesting. I had no idea that was an actual place.
1: Yeah, it's actually right on the uh, Dead Sea. Very cool.
2: Oh neat, yeah, and so what what's it like when you go over there I mean, is there obviously Hot. i mean if you go to Ireland, the culture is Hot. not that different right um but it, <laughs> when been-
1: but it's a dry heat <laughs> it, it is so actually like the yeah you know, the first time I went i actually i I didn't know what to expect and and that was a thing um that I, I I'm really blessed and thankful that I get to travel because let's face it honestly like a lot of the things that we we know about other cultures we we get from tv and the news and and that's terrible so to actually be able to go and experience and i'm like oh wow this is nothing like (laughs) what i see or hear like this is you know that that's i think everyone needs to travel like it, it should be mandated that people have to travel and experience other cultures like firsthand. Like,
2: mm.
1: yeah, um, it it was very hot. So the first time I went, I was in Kuwait. Um, I ended up wearing Hellboy and Kratos and like M Bison. So I, like, we're all like really hot costumes. I don't They're know, all kind
0: that. of apropos too. I mean, Aren't Hellboy and, <laughs> and Kratos, so. both in a very hot environment.
1: That makes yeah. sense. I mean, it was yeah. I, I, I picked the right thing, I guess. But the um, the the crown prince uh, had came through, and um, the one of the big things was like, you know, you don't shake his hand, you don't touch him, you don't, you know. So he came through the convention, and he young dude, and he he, I was wearing Hellboy. He came up, he's like, I wanted I went to touch his hand, so he, he went ahead and shake the the right hand of Doom.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking around like. What do I do? Do I shake his hand? I don't know what to do. <laughs> but anyway, it was it was really cool. Um you shake his hand. Just, uh, yeah, I did. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. When the
0: prince wants to shake your hand, you shake his hand. You shake
1: his hand. <laughs> um just there, over there it's a very um it's a very accepting society. And one thing that um I got was and every time I go, they make you feel like a king or queen when you're over there because they understand and they know the, um, you know, kind of the what's what, what most people think about the culture there and stuff. So they really want you to go back and say, Hey, you know, it's not, it's not like what you hear. And, um, so yeah, I, I, I love going over there. Love it.
2: That's awesome. So is there one, let, let me ask, before we finish up okay, one more question and we're, as you're, globe trotting around the world in costumes it, what's one place in the world that you haven't been yet in costume that you uh, hope will invite you to con and because you know all these foreign cons are listening to this show and so you're they're going to hear you well, and number one <laughs>
0: everywhere else in the world
2: that's yes. it. Hey, we no, we talked about it last week. I We have a list. We have a, we have a, we have at least one, I got, two I got one, listener, one listener, one listener, or one listen in Mexico, hey. and yeah. two listens now in France, Canada. there so, we go, in France. Yeah, no, the actual France, listen. not not the the Canada version <laughs> of France, but the France listen, France Canada France
1: version. <laughs> it, it's not always about how many people are listening, <laughs> listening to you. It's about who is listening. I know to you. who
2: who. Yeah,
1: you know, so
2: so you never know. Um, if, if the place know. you choose is in France, we might be able to work some out for you.
3: <laughs> it's not.
2: It oh, okay. is not. It's right. actually... It's Sorry, French listeners, we love you. Oh, South Africa.
1: South Africa, <laughs> yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, Africa Comic Con. Um, Read Pop actually just kind of recently put on um, a show there. Yeah. And so they do their show there. And, and I don't know. I just, I'm really, really intrigued about um, going there. One thing I love, like going to... to places like that like they, they don't have the same materials as we have you know but the creativity that they put into it is is like i mean it's it's honestly it's probably for lack of better words it's more advanced than anything that we do just because of you know the lack of materials that they
2: do have the kind of ingenuity so, it takes to it to yeah. with what they have yeah
1: it's amazing. And they also, they were, they do a lot of more performance arts. Mm. So, like, with their costume contest, wow, over here it's about the craftsmanship on it. Over there, the craftsmanship is important, but it's also about embodying the character and becoming the character. So they do a lot of, like, actual stage performances as the character, mm. and that's huge over there. I, I love it. I love it. Love it.
2: That's really cool. Now, have you had to do that anywhere?
1: No. Uh, so like I said, everything here is pretty much, it's just craftsmanship based. But and I, man, I haven't, I haven't competed in <laughs> since I like started. I've well, been you're judging. You're the judge now, right? You're yeah, judging a lot just, of yeah. contests. But um, I actually, if I, I think I would actually maybe maybe next year I'll actually go and compete in, like, a performance competition. I have no idea as what or anything, but, yeah. That would be cool. You've inspired me.
2: All right. Well, Michael, it's always great to have you on the show. We're glad you're here. Where where are you going to be next? I know that almost no one is doing, like, actual (laughs) cons, right? (laughs) No, I mean, but you've been making some appearances on some panels and judging some contests. Is there anything – coming up that you have scheduled, uh, that somebody could, could, could see you.
1: Um, ooh, well, I actually just got done. Actually, there is a, uh, Middle East con uh, online competition that, uh, it's going to be happening. Um, I'm going to be actually posting about that in probably the tomorrow or the next day. Um, we got the scoop. You got the scoop. We got the, got scoop. the scoop. Yeah. So the very first one happened last week, uh, it was uh, e-virtual Saudi Arabia Comic-Con. Uh, there's a second one happening in the um, middle of July. Well, this is July. So, like, in, like, two weeks. Um, so, I'll be posting about that tomorrow. Uh, after that, I ha- it's so odd, actually, having to do, like like, competitions online. Because, typically, I have, like, my little black book, and I have my dates and stuff set. I still set all these competitions on the date book, but I'm for some reason it's harder for me to keep track. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe because it's physically like I'm all right, I don't have to pack, I don't have to do this. <laughs> right. I just gotta go upstairs to my room and click <laughs> buttons.
0: Yeah, there's something to for that. Yeah.
1: You
2: just pour, just pour your tea or you uh, uncap oh, yeah. the bottle. What's and the you, news you about your tea? On?
1: So tea, I'm actually gonna be posting about that. Uh, probably Probably Saturday. So we'll, well I guess the tea. tea? Yeah, that was scoop. Yeah, so I um I have partnered up with a local tea company, the Russia so Tea cool. Company, and they made a nightmage tea.
3: <laughs> What's in yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's uh it's a blueberry uh, blend, uh, blueberry blend, a citrus blend, uh song. It has it has like a very kind of smoky aftertaste. Mm-hmm. It makes When I think of smoky,
3: smoky or it just reminds me of like a like a cologne or I don't know, maybe. <laughs> no, <sorry>. cologne. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh.
2: Everybody wants to drink tea that smells like nightmares. <laughs> that's what we want. Like a bonfire, I don't
1: know. <laughs> that's it. No, that's it. A bonfire. There you go. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Did you help with the recipe or...
1: Um, so I got three choices. He gave okay. me three choices. Uh, that was one. And then there was a, a citrus, uh, another one, uh, peppermint. And yeah, I, I fell in love with the smoky because it's different. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it it's smelling it. It smells like, it smells like, like, like jerky or brisket. Like. <laughs>
2: he's just, it's just uh, harking this back to his descriptions don't make me think of not tea, at all i mean, know, you know it?
3: What? I, I might actually be i kind of understand where he's coming from considering if you have ever tried like burdock root or okay. something burdock right, root is i'm sorry it's very earthy that's but good. it still has like a a different type of smell. Even dandelion root has more of like a um definitely does not smell like dandelions like not at all. Definitely has a different okay. type of different type of smell. Um so I understand where he's coming from with that. I, I don't know when, we, you. when you start Michael describing
2: brisket and beef and like <laughs> like tea and a drink can not help but think that's that's not a tea that's a that's a bisque I think but <laughs> I I I wanna th- that's all the time that we have for our show today. But I do want to thank Nightmage uh for being here again with us. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh you can find Nightmage at facebook.com dot com slash Nightmage, right? And then on that's Twitter right. it's Nightmage One no, it's Nightmage on Twitter, Nightmage One on Instagram, right? Got it. That's all right. right. And uh, so make sure you follow him. You got to see this stuff that if if this is the first time you're hearing of Nightmage, please go check out his stuff. It's kind of amazing what he uh, has put together. It is amazing. I also want to thank Aaliyah. Aaliyah, thank you for being on the show for the first time. I hope that you had fun at least this first time. Yes, it was great. Thank you. Awesome. Will you come back and join us next week? I shall if you'll have me. All right. Yes. No, please come back next week. We're going to be talking to Mike. Mayhack. Mike Mayhack is the creator of Cleopatra in Space. He is the writer and artist who uh, has written those books. It's a series of books for Scholastic. And it is now a DreamWorks animation cartoon that is coming to the Peacock Network. So uh, we're going to talk to him about that and his career. It's going to be great. Utah, as always, thank you for being on the show. As always, uh, thank you. We appreciate it. And we will see you guys next time right here on the podcast is real. Take care. The podcast is real is a world gone geek production.